Hello, hello, hello. My name is Reagan Thompson. Today, we are going to explore the topic of the awakening experience. We are going to take a deep dive into this topic with our guest, Forrest Lightberg, the founder of the Consciousness Network, a network designed to provide authentic ways to help connect people for the purpose of elevating their lives through health, business, and conscious relationships. But before we begin, let's start with some questions for our listeners. What is spiritual awakening? How do you know when you are truly beginning to wake up? Is there various stages to the awakening process? What's some of the symptoms of the awakening process? Is awakening a process that takes time, effort, and discipline? How worth it is it to fully awaken, and what are some of the benefits of doing so? At the tender age of 17, Forrest, barely out of high school, found himself fighting for his life in a surgical suite, and if he survived, facing an arduous multi-year recovery process. Flash forward to 2018, and we find that 26-year-old Forrest not only survived, he is now living out his dream of giving back to the world and gave him a second chance. He found his purpose as a Santa Barbara-based entrepreneur running the Consciousness Network, a growing networking and event organization with a mission to help people share their knowledge and power and growth potential for the betterment of humanity. So thank you so much, Forrest, for coming today for this podcast with me. I'm so happy to be here with you. I feel the same way. Thank you, Reagan. I was really looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Likewise. Forrest and I have been in each other's lives for, I'm wondering how many... Gosh, three years, three, three years or four now? years. Yeah, three, four years. Somewhere around around that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I've already, I love this topic because first off, my own experience with the awakening experience has been profound. And I've known you for these years and I've watched you go through quite an experience of awakening. I think just even being in your life as your friend and here we are in Santa Barbara doing our best to bring forth as much light as we can through the ways that we do and um, bringing forth growth and the ability to get into whatever kind of workshops or get connected with what other, whatever people that they would like to have in their life to help them move forward in their lives um, in a conscious, more healthy way. I mm-hmm. think we both have that in common. So mm-hmm. this has been really fun to be a part of each other's lives in this way um, and just watch our, our own being changed through the experience, I think, of bringing that, um, the work that we bring to the community. I've watched us both change and grow. So it's exciting for me to bring this topic, the awakening experience to today to us. Um, for me, I, you know, I wanted to bring it forward because I think there's so many people on the planet that are going through an awakening experience right now uh, more than ever before. Right. And I think that before I know for sure before I've been doing this work for almost 20 years and I still remember the first conscious company I started, um, I guess now it's been about a decade ago and this company was called In the Loving. And I remember the receptivity 
that was there was so much different than it is now. I think it's a lot of fun as a teacher and a healer now to just be on the world sharing about this work because now there's those out there saying, wow, I've heard about that or I'm a part of something like that or I want to be a part of something like that. What's available? And there's so much more available um, for their growth and evolution as a soul on this planet. And that being said, um, we're talking today about the awakening process. So for me, watching myself wake up before was not as easy as it is now is what I'm trying to say, right? Um, I remember when I was a child, there was so little um, understanding of who I was because there was this really bright light child that came into their environment and they were, I think, just overstimulated in some way by me. Um, I really think that, you know, I came in to kind of rock the the boat inside that family. and And I sure did because I think that my energy and my really truly coming in so awake. And, and like I said, with this high level of energy, uh, was a little intense for everyone. They were like, wow, you're so emotional. You're so intense. You're so sensitive. You have, you know, just way too much energy. We need to do something with this energy. So therefore led into my career of sports, which led into what I would say kind of going asleep again. And so therefore, after that, kind of moving into this kind of masculine environment, I began to fall asleep, right? And I think we all have our story in that regard. So I want to hear a little bit more about your story of what you feel the awakening process has been about for you and your life and your history. I just gave you a short glimpse of mine. I'm so curious about your story in, in, in regards to the topic. My story, and thank you for asking, my story uh, really, this my spiritual journey began about 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago. And I was just a teenager in, in high school, ninth or 10th grade. And I found myself being fascinated with meditation and psychic phenomena and, and different uh, books by... Uh, there was a book called Ishmael. Uh, I forgot the, the author's name, but people like Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williams and I used to read their books. And it was fascinating to me. And then I found Eckhart Tolle. And so it was first, for the first time, my world opened up to these ideas. And then what happened is I was struck with an illness. And this illness was so painful for four to five years that I felt um, that it was either I was going to discover a way to navigate through that and come out the other end uh, stronger than before and healed or I didn't I, I just felt like I didn't have a choice other than that and so what I didn't realize at the time that I was in so much pain was the incredibly beautiful value that was contained in that experience and to me the spiritual awakening process has a lot to do with the values that we awaken to and it seems like those values across all the major world's tr spiritual traditions you find some of the same values compassion awareness and growth service community these more spiritual values so I think that the awakening process, at least in my own worldview and the way that I've experienced it, has been the awakening to these values into the way that I conduct my life 
you know, into the way that I conduct my daily life. So am I being kind and I be, am I being compassionate? Am I being thoughtful? Am I growing in awareness? Am I pursuing my own personal growth? Uh, am I keeping in mind not just my own needs, but extending my care and my love and care to those around me? And to me, that experience of having that illness, what it did was it, it, it forced me to face the reality of mortality at an age that most people in our culture don't face or think about much. Um, and so facing mortality brought forth the questions of what's really going to make my life most meaningful. And, you know, because it's like, how long do I really have? How long does it, does, does my family have? How long do the people I love really have? The greatest awakening that I experienced in my life, at least one of them, was rooted in that experience of facing mortality from this illness. And although, you know, one might look at an experience like that and say, that's so, that's so uh, bad, that's so horrible that, you know, I don't look at it like that anymore. It's only, it's looking back in hindsight, hindsight 2020, it, it only is seen, I only see it as a gift. But see, I think each person has um, a choice to make, whether experiences like that and others, whether they'll use that to fuel their own awakening, to fuel their own uh, deepening process, or if they're going to fall into a victim mindset and, 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 and let it uh, reduce their experience of life to something that um, doesn't feel very joyful. Um, so I think we all face that choice. Um, and so for me, becoming more conscious, becoming more spiritual is about infusing our daily decision making and choice making with these values. Mm -hmm. Powerful. And what a uh, courageous choice that you made to decide to live is what I'm also hearing, right? Like there's, you said there really wasn't another choice. Actually, there was, as far as I can see, there was another choice, which was to probably be sick and possibly die. That and was the other choice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. And so I know you didn't say it and, and I, I heard it. So it takes great courage. And I felt the same way at that young age of 15 when I was very sick as well and um, was sick with an eating disorder, right? And that level of self-deprecation, self-abuse, self-persecution, self-doubt, which so many humans on this planet are dealing with can lead to whatever it leads with that might happen to manifest into a, a very serious eating disorder with anorexia and bulimia. Other disorders exist, right? Uh, other addictions exist, other habits exist that are unserving. Let's just put it in a mild, positive way. Right. And they're so prominent on the planet right now. So I guess where I'm leading to is this, to our listeners, to let them know, just as you, just as I decided one day to say, you know, I want to live. I think that's just this, it's will, right? It's the human will. And everyone has human will. Everyone has that choice to make. And when we talk about awakening, I think a lot of people, you know, are like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to spiritually awaken? And here we are giving our stories. And I would like to just kind of dive in a little bit more what that really means, right? What is, because I, I really think there's a, a lot of these terminology is being thrown around on the planet 
And some people really just don't know what you're talking about, right? And so we're, we might be having listeners today that are have experienced a high level awakening already or are just getting started or haven't even begun the process. So in regards to spiritual awakening, what I saw is just like you're explaining, it was this being who we truly are and knowing who we are and feeling that lightness, that brightness, perhaps that are, that is who we are, right? God in a body, you know, it's amazing, right? Our, our true soul self, right? And in that place, we are unique, we're divine, we're in an emanation of God, but there's like nothing lacking. And then you enter into this plane of existence on the human plane and you're dealing with the environment, you're dealing with stress, you're dealing with people and their issues and their unresolved karma and the media and magazines and TV and whatever strife challenges that you experience with other people. And I believe those who are on a spiritual path typically have some higher level abilities that they may not even be aware of. And one of them could be to be extremely sensitive and empathic. And I don't know about you, I just absorb my environment. You know, it wasn't just my own unresolved material I brought into this life that helped me fall asleep again, which I didn't know how to work with because I didn't have a teacher. And that goes into one of our questions today, right? Like, how do we wake up anyways? If we want to wake up, um, how do I do that? Like, I'm so lost right now. I'm so stuck in my stuff. So I think for, I don't know, I didn't get into this with you yet. And I'll ask this question next, but I believe every um, illness doesn't just start at the illness. There's something that happened before that brought you there. Right. And so there's, you know, when someone says, well, I have this addiction or I have this problem, right. You know, where I'm feeling really depressed or, you know, now I'm on these antidepressants, which is, you know, taking over the planet. Um, you know, there's energetic, uh, issues within themselves that, you know, they were dealing with that maybe way before that disorder, that illness, before that addiction took hold. And for me, I, there was just a lot of missed, um, basic needs that were to be met as a child, right? Just being heard, being seen, being listened to, being emotionally connected with, being understood. Um, you know, very essential, um, wonderful, um, basic needs of a child. And I certainly did not feel like I got all those met. And there was, my parents did the best they could. So this is another very important note of this podcast today is we are not judging our parents here. It's just, the truth is there was just some missed marks, if you will. And as a child being extremely empathic and sensitive, which most of the children that I'm thinking of that have now become adults that are also struggling with an awakening process, most likely were like us in some way with that sensitivity and that emotional, you know, need for more than they got kind of right. And I think without that being met, I mean, I know my primary specialty right now is inner child work because so many adults are walking around with, you know, a trapped, traumatized child inside them that has never grown up. And so therefore, there's this kind of, you know, not understanding oneself. Why am I still doing these same things? Why am I still acting these the same way as I used to as a child? Here I am, you know, wanting to move forward and be an adult and be strong and be wise and and thrive in my money and thrive in my business. Why do I look around and other people are doing that? But I'm struggling with this. What, what's going on here? And so there flies that there could have been a time, just like, again, myself and yourself, that there was some sort of emotional trauma or um, buildup of this energy that caused the kind of going to sleep again, forgetting who we are, forgetting about our gifts, our skills, 
our amazingness, our uniqueness. And that I believe is what gets to come back online as we wake up. Right. And so here you're talking about these beautiful values that you've started to step into and realize what another incredible gift of waking up that we start to learn about our soul. And we start to learn about our soul's lessons, our soul's values. So these are some of the benefits, right, to waking up and which I, I mean, I don't think we talk about that very much. And that how common it is for those to fall asleep in this planet because it's not designed to keep us awake. As a parent, I have really been trying my very best. Number one, I said this just the other day to a teacher um, that I work with, a spiritual teacher. And I said, um, my greatest goal is to keep my children awake. That's it. Like literally, if I if they leave my house and go on to their next part of their journey, that if I could keep them awake, <laughs> that would be the greatest gift I could give to my soul, to myself, to them. And that's it. I think that's an amazing gift that you're giving your children. And uh, certainly I know so many of us would, would, would have loved to experience that kind of childhood in, the, in that these values and being awake is, is a part of the parenting process. So thank you for doer, doing your part in raising part of the next genera generation to take the light that you've brought into the world in your own unique way to pass it on to them so thank you mm -hmm. it's an undertaking and i'm doing my best <laughs> i commend you although i i do not know what that's like quite yet <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. and so yeah and that being said kind of reversing and um that question which is you know do you feel like so what i'm attempting to do is help our listeners to kind of connect with were they awake did they fall asleep are they waking up again do they not ever fall asleep? Are they, have they just been awake the whole time? I don't know. It's individual, unique experience that we're dealing with here. Um, do you feel like there was some energetics that were going on in your house? Or do you remember what might have led to the illness? Anything emotional or that could have led to that illness? Well, I, I feel that you know, one of my closest mentors for almost 10 years was a medical intuitive. And she was an attorney before she found her abilities as a medical intuitive. And her teachings at the fundamental core of her teachings are that behind physical symptoms, she teaches about the messages behind your physical symptoms and that your physical symptoms have messages for you. So, for example, if you have some sort of disorder happening, physical disorder, happening, that, 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 that chances are, for most people, it would be rooted in some kind of emotional, mental, energetic imbalance. And even in the Eastern healing traditions, Chinese medicine, they view the beginning of illness as when it begins in the subtle body. They view the physical manifestation of that imbalance as a later stage in the manifestation of, of the imbalance. So, let's say you have something show up in your physical body. According to Eastern healing traditions, that would be a part of a later stage of the, of the problem. And so, they're really view, viewing this in a more holistic sense that what's the root of, what's the source and the root of these physical problems and how can we address them before they become physical problems. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a fascinating area. I felt on the other hand though, that I do believe that our spirits, uh, God, our spirits, our soul will give us certain experiences 
that we need to have for the evolution of our consciousness, for the evolution of our character, of our uh, really to meet our life's purpose. And so for me, I do strongly, I hold the belief that my own unique physical uh, challenges that occurred back when I was a teen were more related to my spirit saying, hey, Forrest, it's time to wake up to certain things rather than being um, a direct result of an energetic imbalance. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that I have experienced physical symptoms that have resulted in an inner imbalance. But I think that particular one when I was young, I think that was meant to be there. I think it was set up. So, um, for people listening to this, the one thing that kept me going was the awareness that there was something, something greater or something beyond the current present circumstance. And even though it wasn't an intellectual awareness, it was more of an intuitive awareness. So if people can just gain, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you feel like you're unhappy about your life in some way, if you can tap into some awareness that there's a possibility of transcending whatever area of your life, that there's a possibility there. Um, I think that that could be a first step for people. Just knowing or believing, having faith and feeling into the light that's both beyond the present circumstance, but in some mysterious way also within it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super. Um, I connect with that very much because um, I do remember a part of my experience of coming out of my specific illness um, there was something that I latched onto. I remember specifically throughout the entirety of that many years of being sick was that I just felt like there was, um, so much to be hopeful for in my future. Like there was this, like, regardless of what I was dealing with, there was something inside me that was, could see outside of the illness and say, no, there's, this is a, there's a lot to be hopeful for. There's a lot to be excited about. I have a lovely family. I just kept latching on to what was out here just to kind of give me that inspiration to keep going, even when there was days where I, you know, I didn't want to keep going. And I think that's a really profound, um, important piece of this today, because I think that all humans are consistently seeking hope and meaning in life, right? And more than we know, or I, I read this book and um, it's a, another wonderful self-help book. I'm not going to give the title today. <laughs> it's a lovely book. And um, it was all about that. It was all about how humans are consistently trying to seek hope and find meaning in life through interesting ways. Sometimes, you know, an example was a man had lost his um, grandfather. He never met him. He just, he lived somewhere clear across the world. And although he didn't know him, all of a sudden his grandfather before he um, passed was sick. And he said, you know what? I'm going to, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going to travel across the globe and I'm going to start taking care of this grandfather I've never even met. And his dad was estranged from his father. And he said, you know, I'm going to do it. And he ended up spending his next five years taking care of this grandfather he'd never met. And it became this powerful experience of trying to figure out why he even ended up here. <laughs> like, why, Who is this man? And he helped his grandfather very much for those years. And it's just an example. He felt a lot of 
he had so much meaning in that experience, right? And he didn't even know why he was there or what he was doing there. Yet he found so much meaning in this experience and it taught him a lot about himself. So I think what I'm also hearing you say is for we as humans to, again, I think with will, you know, finding that will within yourself to say, you know what, enough is enough. You know, there is so much out there beyond what I'm feeling right now, because the ego, let's just be honest, is extremely self-centered. I mean, it's just me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 right? It's like all day long. If you could just, I want this, I need this, I have this, right? It's just constantly saying these messages and acquire more and I need more and I want people to like me and we all have an ego till we don't, right? And so I believe that the ego is consistently, until we transcend it, is trying to get us to um, be very self centered. Right. And so I think with enough self-centeredness, as we know, as, as we see on the planet, someone eventually can go to sleep. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a light place to be in, to not see outside yourself and think globally or think about other people or, and, um, clearly from your awakening process, as you've shared, that became so primary for you. You could just, you could feel it. You wanted to serve humanity. And that is something I love about you. I know that about you. And I believe that is a part of the waking process. It becomes, you become very selfless. And, and I remember another, um, something I, I said once I started to get well, is I just was so excited to live life to the fullest. I was like, I need to have experiences. I felt like all those years were kind of a little bit lost, which is not true. Um, but at the moment, you know, that I, I did, I felt there was a waste of time. I was like, wow, there were so many years where I was just depressed and supposedly light, right? Out there, I am good. I'm fine. You know, how many of us try to put on a happy face when we're actually, you know, internally struggling? And I, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I can't even pretend like I'm not struggling now. I'm obviously struggling and coming out of that struggle with myself really more than anything. And for you, I understand you're saying that you, you know, um, were presented perhaps the illness for, to help you wake up more. And that's, that does happen. I mean, that absolutely can happen. Um, and, and for me, it was, it kind of led into the illness, right? There was a lot of mismarkers and I believe there's a lot of karma I was working through and, you know, different, different facets. And then there was this getting well period. And I just remember, I was just like, wow, I want to help the world. I want to go do things. I want to be a, you know, so, um, what another cool, wonderful part of waking up unto oneself again, whatever you are unique to you as a soul that will come online again. And so I'm curious, um, if you want to provide with our listener, provide to our listeners today, any kind of ideas or possibly strategies or anything that's helped you, or perhaps you'd like to present today to our listeners as ways to help them move into a state of awakening. Sure. Well, first I want to uh, acknowledge something you said earlier about the ego, me, me, me. In Tibetan Buddhism, I, I did a lot of, I've done a, a fair amount of studying of so Tibetan Buddhism. One of the core premises in Tibetan Buddhism that I learned is that the cause of suffering is that part of the mind that human beings have to say, what's me, 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 what's in it for me? So, the secret that they teach is to turn that inside out, right? To, 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 to flip it around 
and start asking, well, what's in it for them or what's in it for us, right? So I think just the practice of that is very helpful. Um, you know, I spent some time last year in New York City and having grown up in Southern California, I knew my life here well, but sometimes it takes an experience of contrast to appreciate something more or to wake up to the reality of something in our world that you never would have before. And so going there, I saw, of course, there's magnificence and there's affluence. And then there's also the people on the subways begging for one penny at a time. And when I saw that during my time there, I spent a few months there, I realized, wow, people can really use my help. People can use your help. People, people, can, people can use the help of any of us. And so the need was more apparent. You know, here in Southern California, at least where we live, you sort of have to look, for, most people have to look for that kind of suffering. But in a place like New York City, it's all, you can just see it almost everywhere you go. And it was very valuable because it was like, wow, there are other people who will actually benefit from what I have to get. And that, that I didn't quite recognize that I have something to give until I went there and saw the need, clearly. And so, I think that uh, it can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that we, hey, what can I give? You know, what do I have? What gifts do I have to share? And I think, you know, the, the fact is that there's room for everybody's gifts to come into service in this world. Uh, so, that's one way I think is just service, a commitment to service and realizing that there is a need that you can fill and help fill in a beautiful way and in a meaningful way and in a way that the other receive, um, person on the receiving end uh, will find value in or even a miracle in. Um, so, that's one way, I think, is to serve. And then, of course, there's practices. Self-discipline is one of those core values that's found across spiritual traditions. So, self-discipline, applying it to this practice of being of service, but also practices like meditation and mindfulness and uh, volunteering your time for the homeless shelter or for a nonprofit charity, you know, giving money, you know, being charitable. And so, the, the, these practices can, any practice that helps us become more well, that helps us thrive, whether it's your diet, your exercise routines, meditation, service to others, getting some sunlight, the more we can thrive, the more we can serve, I think, the more capacity we have to serve and the more capacity we have to, to find a meaningful experience of life. So, self-care, really self-love, self-care through practices and self-discipline um, is really important. In regards to what you said, Forrest, I just really feel this kind of full circle for where we began, which is this idea that the awakening process, from what I'm getting from our conversation, is so much about finding what it is in this life that brings meaning to your life and lights you up, right? You know, it, it feels really good to give. It really does. You know, it also feels really good to receive. And it really is meant to be a reciprocal experience. Um, I do believe, though, as we give and as we receive and we continue to do that beautiful dance, that it's like we're filling up our tank. You know, as if there's this internal 
vessel, right, that we have. And it's like a tank. It just gets more and more full. And so that being said, someone will say, oh, I don't know where to begin. Where do I, you know, what, what teacher, what structure, what strategy, what holistic program, what meditation should I do? Like, just start somewhere to start adding in a discipline that works for you. And I think that's something really important for our listeners, because I think there is now a lot of options. And just to, you know, I remember back in the day, just I wanted to explore getting into a charity and serving. And it was one of the best things I've ever done. I'm still working with this charity in LA and it's been so life changing. And all I did was listen and look and I found it. And here I am, you know, 10 years later, still working on the board of the charity and, and volunteering one of the most amazing things I've done in this life. So I completely agree with you. And just my, my last point here is to our listeners is just to research. We have an incredible amount of information at our fingertips and, you know, obviously on Google, <laughs> that's one way. And then just start something, you know, start something and try something and, and watch yourself begin to shine and wake up and feel better and better. And it just, it's quite possible for all of us. So thank you so much, Forrest. What a pleasure being with you here today. Yeah, this was awesome. And I, I really care about you and love you. And I'm just so happy that um, you're doing the work that you're doing. And uh, look forward to hearing about it more. I would like to offer you an opportunity right now to share anything about what you're up to, what you're What's going on in your life? What you want to share with the listeners right now so they know about more about what's happening in the world of Forest Lightburn? Sure. Well, my main focus, thank you. My main focus right now is this nonprofit organization that I'm running called the Consciousness Network, which its premise is that for an awa more awakened world, the constituency of the world has, has to awaken. The more awake the constituency of the world is, the more healthy the world will be. And so, it's a consciousness network based in Santa Barbara. And so, if you want to learn more about ongoing programming, speakers like, well, we did did a collaboration with Deva Pramal in, in uh, May, Jack Canfield in July, Katie Hendricks, Gay Hendricks, Dr. Dan Siegel, and a a lot of other luminaries and authors and speakers, when you go to these events, you not only receive information and inspiration from the speakers, but it's really about connecting with a community of others who are in their awakening journey, in their awakening process. So, these values that you're learning about are being reinforced by a whole community of hundreds of people. And so, feel free to learn more at thecn.org. T-H-E-C-N dot org. And you can sign up for mailing lists and get all sorts of updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another wonderful way to wake up, right? Joining in community. Absolutely. So you feel that support and that synergy and just feel, yeah, just that you're not doing it alone. Absolutely. So powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the Consciousness Network. The Consciousness Network's mission is to establish, promote, and advance conscious communities. It contributes to local and global well-being through its ongoing programs, which serve as meeting spaces, training grounds, resource pools, and a support network to help the Santa Barbara and Southern California community fulfill its potential and impact the world. 
The Consciousness Network strengthens the bonds between all of us, creating relationships through which true healing, service, and transformation can take place. For more information and to sign up, the Consciousness Network may be contacted at www.consciousnessnetwork.org. So if you enjoyed being with us on this podcast today, I would really love it if you join me on my website. It's reaganthompson.com. And on my website, you'll find any upcoming events. If you prefer to get into an event, there's even a place that you can buy your tickets for the event, as well as testimonials you can check out there, as well as audios and podcasts. This is all free on my website. I have been hearing repeatedly from people, not only within locally uh, and around the world, that they're getting a lot of benefit out of hearing the audios, which are offering wonderful healing techniques for you to bring into your life. So I hope that you also join me and partake in these free offerings. You can follow me on social media at Reagan underscore Thompson. That would be so wonderful. So thank you so much to all my listeners today. I am truly grateful to have gotten to spend this time with you. It really is such a pleasure, a privilege. It's an honor to serve in this way. Hopefully this conversation has helped you in ways that are going to be extremely beneficial for you in your life to help you further deepen in your awakening process. Perhaps it's the beginning of your awakening process. If that is to be so, I am so excited for you because what's in store for you is a much more peaceful, joyful, loving, and authentic life. That's what's available for you, just as as it is for me, as it is for Forrest. This is what's available for all of us. And the more that we do this, the more that we choose to wake up, we are not only giving this as a gift unto ourself, our soul, but we're gifting all of humanity. And that is what I believe to be true is why we are here. So thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Blessings. <laughs>